Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. Yay. As you know, every weekend we're here and we're doing life together, and as always, we're so glad you've joined us. Yes, we are indeed. I'm glad it's the weekend. I love these things, although they always go by far too fast. That's true. The weekend, <laughs> Monday comes real fast. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this weekend we want to talk about marriage. Marriage, really? On the Doctor Relationship Show? Of course. You almost said that like the Prince's Bride. <laughs> Did I really? Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> I love that movie. I know. And as you and I know, we had a an anniversary not long ago. We've been married a long time. I'm not yeah. going to say how many years. That just that's that's not smart. But when you're married to someone for as many years as we have, I don't think there are too many surprises left. You know, those are rare moments when actually I learn something new about you, and I actually am surprised. But in fact, the other night we had some people over for dinner, and you told a story about your childhood, Norm, that I had never heard. I actually learned something new. You know, I wish I had planned it that way, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> but it's good to know that we can still surprise each other, isn't it? And sometimes couples think that when they know each other so well that that's just too boring. And they see each other as predictable, and they go through the exact same routine every single day. So it is like having a regular routine. You wake up, you get your coffee, you go to work, or you're at home, and you're then helping your kids with homework. You eat dinner, got to get the kids to bed. You might watch a little TV, and then you get up and you do it all over again. And if you never, ever break that routine, it actually could get kind of boring. That kind of sounds like ours, uh, how we do things. Are we boring? Or uh, do we confuse comfortable with boring? I like that. There is a difference. So being comfortable in a relationship is a really good thing. And the need for regular excitement, honestly, is just overrated. Hmm. And it's not really attainable in a long-term relationship. But our culture is constantly stimulating us to do new things. Mm -hmm. And I do think there are, that we love that adrenaline rush of excitement. However, marriages don't suffer because of routines. They actually have to be rather spontaneous at times, but a routine is okay. It's good as comfortable because it really has to do more if you stop paying attention to each other oh. and you get lost in that mm -hmm. routine and you take each other for granted. That's where the trouble actually begins. Well, I think to your point, how many times have we been sitting in a restaurant and you look over and you see a couple sitting at a table and they're not even talking to each other? In fact, the other night we saw a family of three and all three of them were on their phones. I know, right? That happens so often. They go out for this nice dinner and then there's no conversation. And their partner is right across the table from them and both of them are on their phones. You know, to me, that signals a problem. The phone is an object. It has more of your attention than the person sitting across the table from you. So why does that happen? 
Are, are they taking each other for granted in this case, or they're just thinking we're so secure in our relationship, we don't have to put any effort, we don't need to talk to each other? What do you think that's about? It, it could be both of those things, but the lack of attention to your partner really does wear on a relationship, and that can lead to distance. And as we've talked about a lot on our shows, emotional distance is a predictor of divorce. So put away the devices during an evening out, focus on connecting with your partner, just that one small change could make a real difference. And we wouldn't look at you funny. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> We're not analyzing everybody when no, we have to eat. <laughs> well, we notice no. that thing. <laughs> well, well, what about the couple who says, I'm just bored with you. We don't have anything in common anymore. You know, I always wondered about that because what brought them together what what was it they what were they doing in the first place that brought them together? Did they have nothing in common when they were dating? Or did they just stop doing things together? Did they stop learning or trying new things or growing together? I mean, think about what brought you together in the first place. What did you like to do? Maybe life has gotten in the way, but you can revisit those common things or even find new things to do. Hmm. Well, since we're talking about boredom, I hope we all know that feelings in Every relationship's kind of come and go. They wax and wane. And over time, we can't possibly sustain that very initial excitement that we fell in love with, that passionate love. It's just not how relationships work, despite what the media would love to tell us. That's right. And when you first get to know somebody, you are fascinated with them. You're excited. You idolize them, meaning you overlook all their shortcomings. (laughs) But around about a year into the relationship, up to about 18 months, those intense feelings begin to decline, and the relationship moves more into what we call a realistic phase in which you then should be working on developing commitment, trust, and affection. This is when you really get to know someone. Then moving forward, there are going to be those periods of excitement and also those more mundane times. Isn't that what you used to call the love cocktail? Yes. <laughs> well, we teach it. That's what happens in the brain. It's a chemical reaction in the brain. So all this means to me, I think, is that we have to expect our relationship not to always be filled with excitement. Exactly. And expectations, which are often influenced by movies and other media, need to be realistic. Unless you live in a place where you can just pick up and fly to an island or dine in a new city every night, for example, like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, <laughs> um, you're going to have routine and even boring days. And the key here is not to think that your partner is boring, but evaluate what you can do in the relationship to shake it up a bit, to keep that boredom from becoming a constant state. Mm. If your relationship becomes monotonous, and you are apathetic about this, then that is where the problem begins to set in. So it sounds like what you're saying is we need to guard our thinking about all of this, that thinking that our relationship is boring and other relationships look a lot more exciting, that's probably not so good for you and your partner. Our culture is just saturated with the message that marriages need to be spiced up, even kinky, (laughs) and full of drama. If you watch any relationship movie, the message is that unless our relationships are filled with action, intense passion, and drama, then we have to do something to save it before it ends in divorce. That's the grass is greener kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That, that, that thinking has to lead you to someone, at least, to think, oh, I think my life would be so more exciting with someone else. And boy, that thinking uh, that there's someone else more exciting out there for me will definitely ruin your relationship. In it's, a heartbeat. It's, it's really how people begin to think, and then that ends up leading to a separation or a divorce. So much better to think, 
We just need to little, add a little excitement to our relationship to maybe change things up now and then and put a little bit of spice in the relationship. And if you talk about this and you work on this together, you can actually do that. And you might even ask yourself, what can I do to make things more interesting? Take that, some responsibility, right? Yeah, that would be good. Often that involves, you know, continue to develop yourself as a person. Having some interests and some hobbies might help rather than just sitting in front of the TV all the time. You might get more excited about your life, which means you'll bring some excitement to the relationship and give you and your partner something to talk about. Hmm. Sounds like the real key. The, well, maybe I can talk. It sounds <laughs> like the real key here is staying connected to your partner in meaningful ways, not just superficial ways, not just coming home, getting on the phone, not even talking to one another like in the restaurant. We're getting so busy with the kids that you lose sight of each other. Look, there are times when you do have to focus on something in your life, in your family, certain family members. But during those times, just try to be intentional about not losing focus on your partner. Acknowledge what's pulling you away from each other temporarily and then talk about that mm. and then make every effort to do a nightly check-in when things are really busy. You know, I read a study about from a group called Lasting that found only 34% of married people believe their marriage had a healthy emotional connection. That seems awfully low. Wow. A third. An emotional connection is so essential to keep a marriage sustained. But here's the thing. Remember, you can improve that emotional connection. You can do things like listen, validate your partner, mm. ask open-ended questions. These are really easy ways to connect on an emotional level. Give us some more. Any other ideas to help us avoid monotony and boredom? I think not taking the person for granted. So start by noticing how much time and attention that you actually give to your partner. Like I said, put down your device, pay attention to the person with whom you do life. I like that. You know, one of the things that you and I have done is to explore brand new things. We just went on a trip recently and explored a whole new part of the country. Yeah. Visiting a museum. We've traveled a lot. We love to travel. Taking cooking classes. Now, that's fun when we do that. I love that. Gets you out of the everyday routine. And you know, the brain loves new things. So novelty stimulates that dopamine in the brain, which is that neurotransmitter that brings pleasure and the feeling of reward. So novelty is good for the brain and it's good for relationships. So what is something novel you could do? What is something that won't cost you a lot of money? Hmm. Like discovering a new bike trail or a walking trail or a new part of town where you can go and visit. Those are free. Those are easy. And you could be spontaneous, right? Yeah. Picnic. Do something. Just something that's out of the ordinary. Uh, we tried that. We did that. And uh, we try that every now and then. We try to pick out something else. We're even thinking of pickleball. We know it's a big deal. We've never played it. It looks like something we could do. We were tennis partners at one time, so maybe we could do pickleball. I'm thinking that might work. We also know that when we took that cooking class in Italy, that's something we still oh talk about. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. And we made gnocchi, and you don't even like gnocchi. But, I don't even like gnocchi. But it was but delicious. Was spectacular. <laughs> something about that Italian Tuscany food that just makes it really great. You know, it's really hard to beat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So the point of this is you can find something. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can go in your backyard and do a picnic or do something like that and make it just something out of the ordinary. Again, just remember, think of something new you could do today mm -hmm. that would stimulate the brain and bring a little excitement to the relationship. And that doesn't have to be expensive. And it can be out of your routine, and that can be free. So create new experiences. That's what we're suggesting you do. Right. 
And even if you're a little bit competitive, Norm, I just want to say, because you and I get a little competitive with sports. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> you might want to think about maybe doing some of that with another partner and then bringing something that you do well together. So pick something you both like and enjoy. I got it. Well, here's a routine I'm going to stick with. I'm going to throw us to the break. Stay with us. More to come on the Dr. Linda Mental Show on how to shake up that boring relationship. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom, typically, is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I Love My Mother, But, a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I Love My Mother, But, available on my website, drlindamintel.com, or online where books are sold. Well, welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Just a reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on her social media, Twitter and Instagram, at drlindamintel.com and Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. You can also listen to this podcast on MyFaithRadio.com or on any of your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio.com. Today, we're talking about how boredom can set into any relationship and ways to break up the boredom. Hey, wake up over there. <laughs> I need to do something novel. That's right. How about going on a date night or trying new things? What What is it that keeps your emotional fire going that between those two people? Help us, Dr. Linda. You know, it's it's really quite simple when you think about it. It's really growing together in a relationship. And I think that's part of what we've been talking about is we've noticed how people are just kind of on their phones and Mm -hmm. not even interacting with each other. But when you start to grow together, you become more vulnerable with each other. You start to be more open and honest. And this brings a deeper type of intimacy and connection with your partner. And that's what we all want, Norm. We all want to be known. We want to be known by God, but we want to be known by our partner as well. And we want to be loved by another person. I think it's one of the great deep human yearnings of all mm-hmm. time. And when we do this together, it's not only about knowing each other, it's deepening that knowledge and that love and deepens our bond with the other person. And it happens over time. And that way, it's not superficial, or at least hopefully. 
And when you don't do this, when you don't get deep in a relationship with an intimate type of sharing, you do get bored in a relationship Mm. and you, you know, you're not known by that person. So you're starting to disconnect from them. And so you have to be vulnerable in any relationship that is worth having. And I know that's hard for people that have had trust issues, Norm, or they've been hurt in a relationship. Sometimes it takes a lot of time and effort. And sometimes we just allow a lot of distractions to get in the way of developing intimacy. And then when that happens, we have this restless feeling. You know, uh, Song of Solomon author used the metaphor of little foxes. In chapter two, he said, be careful and catch all those little foxes that might ruin your vineyard. He's talking about the vineyard of love. Life distractions need to be caught and Mm. not allowed to interfere with our growth and maturing in a loving family relationship. Yeah, I guess that's being very aware of those little foxes, right? And That's a good point. You know, not just phoning it in, as the saying goes. Pay attention. Right. And So when was the last time you wrote a love letter to maybe your partner? Or do you only talk about money and the kids? And I know that's real tempting when you have children and they're very, you know, preoccupying of your time and effort, but you have to, again, be much more intentional. It's that old story. You get as much out of a relationship that you put into it. So if you're not taking those moments and paying attention to it, then you're not going to grow that relationship and you're not going to keep things interesting. And then you are going to probably get bored in that relationship. Hmm. You asked the question, was the last time you wrote? I, I wrote uh, twice on Facebook back during our uh, our uh, anniversary. I remember that. But you know what? It, it, it strikes me that if we only write cards to each other on a birthday or an anniversary, why don't we do that more often? Because typically we get real eloquent about our love and our care, and they, that would work, right? Right. And if you go to any marriage seminar, they'll tell you to do that more uh-huh. often because it's out of the ordinary. It's putting a love note maybe on the, the mirror in the bathroom one morning, something, again, novel, which gets you excited. That reward part of the brain starts going. And in long-term relationships, Norm, there are just multiple opportunities that you can actually do those things, but also serve your partner and provide security to that person. All of those things lead to contentment, stability, familiarity in a relationship, and even friendship, which Mm -hmm. is very important. Do you think boredom could come from excessive self-focused? I'm too focused on me, my needs, what I want, and that helps me get bored? I think that's a good way to put it. Maybe all the busyness we allow in our lives that take the focus off of attending to our relationships is based in a worry that maybe we will be bored. So people actually think about, oh, maybe I'm going to be bored. Maybe I'm going to be boring. I've heard that in couples therapy Hmm. where the spouse has actually said to me, maybe I'm just a really boring person. But that worry (laughs) is- Well, maybe. I mean, everybody's got something interesting about them, right? I think what happens though, that worry is a a self-centered worry. Mm -hmm. Um, So part of the issue is we need to sort of reorient our thinking. Go back to the Bible, Ecclesiastes in the ninth chapter and 10th verse tells us to do whatever lies close at hand, but I like it better in the message. Message says, whatever turns up, grab it and do it. Life is short. Does that sound boring or predictable? It does not. It sounds like life is short and do what's in front of you and keep moving forward because every day we're going to face new challenges. I think you have to not complain about your life and feel sorry for yourself. Instead, if you refocus your brain and you start saying, how can I help? How can I serve my partner? 
that will keep your life from being boring and it will take the focus off of you. Mm. And that service attitude in a relationship really helps you sustain it. Uh, It's one of the things we notice about depression. If you focus on serving somebody, you begin to feel better yourself. Because you're no longer focused on you. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So that, you know, you have to think and rethink that routine is not something boring, but helpful, as we mentioned before, and that everything we do, we're serving the other person, and that brings some meaning in our lives, and it also brings glory to God. Then every once in a while, again, we're going to constantly remind you to do something out of that routine like we've been talking about. You know, I wonder if in fighting boredom, what we are saying is we're really spiritually restless. I wonder if that's why secular culture looks for more and more stimulation to feel good, people there wanting to do something new or better to feel good about themselves, but they're really spiritual. I do think that's the root. I really do. I think we get so self-focused, and then we wander away from God. And then we look for other things or other people to satisfy us. And boy, in this culture, you're just being constantly bombarded by other things that you can do to, you know, not be bored. Mm -hmm. So we are bored. And then what happens is sin can take hold. Jared Wilson is a professor and a blogger. He wrote recently, when we're bored, it can only be because we have stopped looking at Jesus. He can't be boring. Mm. (laughs) If we find him boring... It's because we're all the more boring. The deficiency is ours, not Jesus's. What do you think about that? Wow, that's that's really insightful, because if we don't give our attention and affection to Christ, we say, well, God isn't enough, and we need something more. And that's the same truth in our marriage relationships. If we stop giving our attention and affection to our spouse, and we say, oh, we need something more, we will get bored, and ultimately, we'll probably sin. So boredom can lead our minds to stray and look at things other than God and His perspective on our relationships. Hmm. You know, our, our friend Barry Corey is the president of Biola University on the West Coast. He wrote a blog on the virtue of boredom a few years ago. He defined boredom as, here's what he said, creating uninterrupted space without connectivity to nurture relationships with ourselves, with others, with God. Interesting. Mm -hmm. He thinks we stay connected to devices in order to not miss out. You know, the old FOMO, Mm -hmm. the fear of Mm -hmm. missing out. (laughs) Instead, we need conversations that build empathy and real connection. Boy, isn't that true? I mean, we're all connecting to devices to connect, but we're not really connecting at all in the way that uh, he is talking about this creating an uninterrupted space without connectivity that really talks a lot about what all that technology is about. And so both of those things you talked about are important in marriage. Just like we hear people say, church is boring. Mm -hmm. Well, I often think, well, they haven't connected or they don't understand the greater purposes of the church and life with God. Neither of those are boring if you grow your intimacy with Christ and then His church. The same is true of long-term marriage. It's not boring. I mean, we both have been married a long time. It's not boring. Rather, it's rewarding to know someone so intimately and continue to discover new things about them. If you're bored in church, it's because you're just sitting there. Yeah, you're passive. You're not connecting. You're not. The whole point of being in church is to connect with other believers and worship, worship. the Lord with the entire community worldwide. That's the right. body. Boredom, you know, it just drives me kind of cuckoo when you think about it. Boredom could be due to an excessive self-focus apart from God. Mm-hmm. And that's meaning you're not worshiping. 
But the type of virtuous boredom that Dr. Corey talked about is the one in which we know and connect with someone so intimately, we can't possibly be bored. That's right. And so we come full circle to where we began this conversation. Routine is good, but you can shake it up a bit and do something novel. And this isn't done from a self-centered, I have to be entertained more idea, but from a true desire to know the other person deeper to create meaningful experiences and put time and effort into the relationship. When you think of novel things to do, you are thinking, huh, how can I serve the other person and create meaningful moments? We're closing out the show now, Dr. Linda. Why don't we summarize a couple things? I'll start. Number one, boredom is normal and should not be viewed as a sign of relationship failure, but as an opportunity to really start thinking about how you should be intimate. And number two, talk to your partner about your concerns of just going through the motions and not really connecting with each other. That's good. One more, prioritize your relationship. Get rid of the distractions and start connecting with the person you chose to marry. And finally, just serve in that relationship. Get off your self-focus. Don't lose yourself in the relationship, but think about the needs of others. So let me close it up this way, Norm. Remember why you chose your partner, what connected you in the first place, then work to grow even more intimate because that is where we ultimately want to be. And of course, all this goes hand in hand with growing your intimacy with Christ, who needs to be at the center of your relationship. Your intimacy with God will only improve your intimacy with your partner, and neither of those should be boring. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer and co- my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes the show a conversation, and our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.